0: Hello everyone, I am
1: Dana Alvarenga, the Vice President of Customer Experience at slat 5 And I am Kaylee Baskett, and I'm the Director of Revenue Growth at Slat 5
0: And this is Customer X Therapy, where we invite you to take a seat on our
1: virtual couch and tell us what's on your mind. Whether you need some guidance or want to offer therapy to your fellow customer X pros, we are here to listen.
0: All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Customer X Therapy podcast. Today, we are joined with Morgan Potroff, and would love for him to give a quick hello and introduction of who you are.
2: Well, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, well, I'm a product manager for Matchbox Virtual Media. Uh, That's a fully remote virtual event design company and platform that that specializes in engaging, collaborative, co-creative events. Uh, We have a philosophy of Conversations that matter and relationships that last, and um, we also create an event called CS for Rev for the customer success community that I've helped matchbox usher into being, and and its goal is to to h- harness that collaborative hive mind that the customer success community has and get it to focus on things like net revenue retention and customer led value.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Well, thanks for for joining us, and that's. That's how I uh, came to know you through those cs for Rev events. So excited for the one that you put on and one that's coming up soon. We'll, we'll talk you. about yeah. that in a little bit. Um, but yeah, really, I mean, uh, virtual events have always been around, but uh, not at really the extent over the past year and a half that we've been forced into these virtual events. Um, so more and more different platforms and solutions and um ways to host your events are rising up to, to help support companies and organization. Um, and what stands out with what you and, and what you are doing is that you've really capitalized on how to energize these virtual events and, and drive outcomes from the virtual um, communities and virtual events. So kind of to start us off, I'd love to know, how are you productizing virtual events <laughs> and building communities and driving customer outcomes? Kinda, that's a bold statement. How, yeah. how, are you, how are you making this happen?
2: Well, as you might imagine, there's a little bit to unpack there. Um, So let's just start at the beginning. There's a dirty little secret of virtual events, and that is that they have a tough time getting to themselves, never mind being a springboard for anything else, never mind any kind of outcome. Um, They tend to be long. They tend to be poorly structured. And I think that that fatiguing experience that people have come to know during uh, especially during this pandemic period is mostly due to a lack of understanding of what engagement really is, and just a lack of design, really. Um, so our company Matchbox is is started by this amazingly creative leadership nucleus that has this deep expertise in collaborative event design, uh, digital engagement, digital storytelling, and even social networking theory. So uh, we perfected the use of of simulive panels, which is where you pre-produce the panel and then the speakers are much freer to engage uh, in the conversation because they're not busy talking the the entire time. They can actually ask follow-up questions the entire time. So you get up to 50% more chat that way. And when you have more chat, people are going deeper into the conversation. It just is naturally a more useful conversation. And then we can go and do meaningful post-event analysis. And then you can get some additional valuable insights that we can then pass on to a customer. So, um, so when we think of engagement, it's not about the way in the way a lot of platforms think about engagement. Oh, we hovered over a button or like click this button and randomly network with somebody. Like, okay, one, two, three, network. No, it's not. It's about organically networking by intentionally structuring a compelling conversation that actually matters and actually makes a difference. Um now so to get to the outcome part um it, or the community part i guess you could say if if it's these kind of conversations that can give an event enough momentum that in turn can kickstart momentum for a community so then uh w- once you've got there then then you can start doing things that that drive towards an outcome like onboarding customers or engaging remote employees. Uh, Look, we're doing a huge event with Amazon to engage the remote employees. So they're obviously looking for, uh, they have engagement metrics that they're looking to to accomplish. They have uh, retention uh, metrics they're looking to accomplish. We're launching an onboarding event for SaaS companies called First Value. And that's meant to intrigue and inform and motivate a whole cohort of customers to embrace the, the, the 80-20 workflows that actually lead to the value. So it's that time to value metric that in that case, we're, we're looking to move and we think we can.
0: That's awesome. And, and how are you, I guess, really having this mind shift changed with, with these companies that are partnering with you on, on how these events are run? And I mean, are you telling them kind of the end result of what type of outcomes they could achieve by this? Or how are you because it is a mind shift change and and we come from the space and the customer marketing world of it's it's a new way of of, of achieving outcomes for customers partnering with customer success so there's some synergy there and mind shift changes are hard how, how do you guys handle that
2: well i i think it, it is very similar to the, to the mindset um trajectory of, of customer success right like you know uh, events i think for the most part uh, are were centered around uh, live in person events, right? Like everyone loves a party. There's this PT Barnum kind of, you know, show business kind of thing. And, and the idea is to bring this broad amount of content. More is more, right? More is more. And we're just going to have a big party and we're going to have tons of five days of content and, 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 and that in turn provides a good experience, right? and and there's value because there's it certainly brings a lot of people to come and it certainly brings sponsorship and, and and that's cool but i think what we found in in this in in especially in this particular period right is that you know there is this w- when you want to make a, an in person event uh, uh to to in the virtual world all of a sudden wait wait a sec i don't we're not all going on vacation for a week together um, people have busy schedules people have um limited amounts of time and living um, you know limited amounts of uh, brain capacity to care right so it's just like you you, you yeah. can't it's overwhelming for people right and and so i think you know when you're looking at it, you you can say we, we've sort of gone that shift of okay what what what's just Let's bring all kinds of people to an event, and let's create a great experience. Um, but then we can look at it. Well, what could be a more high value, better return on your in time investment uh, by by ultra curating the content and, and just providing an acute value, or make it an absolutely attendable thing that people, even a busy executive, could put it on their calendar. Right? Uh, that, that's really what we're doing with CS for Rev, um, and then. Uh, once you dig a little deeper and you realize you can do that, um, I think you also realize that that companies are using have used events internally a lot, right? But they're just not designed properly. I think that's what why people internally, you know, are are, are having these talking head events where they're falling asleep, right? Like so, it's like, um, it, it's just that they're not they're not designed properly with intent. They don't have the narrative arc. They don't have the compelling uh, they're, they're just not designed to be con- compelling. Design really is the missing part. I, the, the 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 best analogy I could put it is, is to say, you know, we can all do our do our own event. It's all DIY, right? Like we all have the technology. The platforms provide the technology, but it's just like I can go to IKEA and buy a bunch of stuff there, and, and and unless you know, unless I'm a good interior designer, it's gonna look like crap when I put it in my house. You know, most people. Most people who buy stuff from Ikea, you know, it doesn't look as cool as it does in the showroom. Right? Like, and what's the difference? It's design, right? It's like that. So I think that design and that intentionality uh, is an overlooked thing. So I think that's in the evolution of it, the curating, the design um, is what's sort of leading us to the possibility of of creating events that could potentially have outcomes. So yeah, it's gone from, I guess, a solution to... Like customer success, which sort of went from, you know, helping people to solutions to outcomes, and 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 now, uh, customer value, right? Not all outcomes are valuable, right? We're, we're, I guess, following a very similar trajectory over here on the event side.
1: So fascinating, and just to quickly draw a bridge into sort of the advocacy space, um, I feel like what you're talking about is almost a microcosm of what. A lot of the customer marketers are trying to build in their Mm -hmm. program for the long term. So in terms of making sure that the event is something that's a must attend, you know, we have a similarly structured question that we recommend advocacy and marketing managers ask their clients, which is what types of activities would make this program so compelling to you that you just would have to say yes to participate in. And so I'm curious, how are you going about doing that type of upfront research to find out what are the things that are su- super important to that specific audience that you're working with?
2: Yeah, well, we there's lots of different ways that we do. Uh, number one, you ask. <laughs> of course, the simplest way you know, talk to people who know what they're it, talking about. People don't you even know.
0: know to ask. I mean, that's, right? that's huge. I know. It is. Like, it's the simple you know, thing. <laughs>
2: Uh, Number one, and the other thing is that um, especially at Matchbox, um, we're a complete remote company and collaborative design isn't just something that we do for our clients. It's actually something we do for ourselves. We we ideate as a company weekly in design sessions. We hold design sessions with clients, collaborative sort of design thinking-esque sessions, and we do it with each other, and we also invite external customers to our own internal design sessions. And we ask these, how might we sort of questions and we ideate and we just kind of go through it to see what might have some value. And we can kind of see firsthand, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's customer's idea, right? Like it's uh and we use that very effectively. It's just actually part of the culture of our company. It's part of what we do. It just makes it such an interesting, told you they were interesting you know people at matchbox you know it's like it's uh it's it's really you know really is interesting
0: yeah i mean getting real-time customer feedback product feedback i mean that's essentially what you're doing with those sessions um and that's a community
2: yeah (laughs) and like like these these they become like it's it's sort of um what's really interesting with matchbox is because because we're structured that way uh, and because, you know, you could be attending a design session that could have a customer in it, um, a lot of our business sort of comes through thought leadership, osmosis. We attend something, they saw something that was really cool and said, hey, we want to do that at our organization kind of thing. It, um, and, and there's just so many interesting people uh, with interesting skill sets and, and, and knowledge bases that that um, orbit our organization that, that I'm always, it's, it's just been a really interesting, um, experience to, to, to meet, you know? So, um, that's kind of how we do it. Uh, I know it's not how everybody does it, but that's just how we do it.
1: Yeah, it actually aligns pretty, uh, in parallel with how we approach our events as, a, uh, the customer X community, you know, we, we have them, the customer X community, decide on all of the topics and basically take leadership over what they want to produce because for our community, the outcome that we're trying to drive is, you know, really trying to spread the knowledge and up a level people's skills and really just right. um, help elevate the customer marketing and customer advocacy roles within an organization. So it's definitely very much in line with our philosophy, I would say. So that's refreshing to hear because I don't think that that's the most common approach.
2: <laughs> well, I, you know, just talking to a lot of customer success executives with the regularity that I do, um, you know, the, the, it, that is the struggle. Uh, I guess uh, the, the the this idea uh, of customer led value. Uh, a, a really drilling down to understand the customer is still you. You would think this would be ancient knowledge by this point, but but it's actually very new and nascent uh, in the space, or at least on the level strategic level that that people are talking about it now. So it's yeah, it's it's cool.
1: So what advice would you give to companies and you know customer X professionals looking to host epic virtual events and drive outcomes?
2: Well, I think it's it's um, just because you threw something up there doesn't mean that they're going to engage, right? Like, you really do need to, you know, stop and think about what it is that you want people to do post-event. Like, what is the call to action? What What is it that you're motivating them to do? And are you designing it to get that? outcome, um, in terms of, of, uh, informing and, uh, exciting and intriguing. You know, are you doing all those things, uh, it, within the, um, uh, emotional arc of the time that you have with them, you know? And, and, uh, cause a lot of times people do events cause they thought it'd be cool to do events and they have content cause they thought, you know, more is more, but more is not more in the current, um, in, in this current environment. You know, people just like they, they it, it but what what you're given all the time is this all you can eat buffet. And so we need to be more discriminating. I know it sounds like a horrible word in this in twenty twenty one to use the word discrimination, but you need to be more discriminating over what you put in front of people and what do you want them to do with that information and are you informing, are you inspiring, are you enabling? You know, those that's I would I would look there.
0: Yeah, I've I've said in the past, um just with an internal customer advisory board that i built that failed and nobody attended, nobody joined. And it, it was the, if you build it, they will come is not true. Like that, that was kind of what I learned from that just because you're building something doesn't mean people are going to come to it. percent. Um, so I feel 100%. it.
2: <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, listen, sometimes, um, th- there are other pitfalls, you know, uh, I, I can say, um, not every good I that's why I would say be discriminating, because not every not every idea you have is fantastic, you know. Um, right. there are times where I thought I had something really innovative and cool um that just ended up adding a lot of logistical complexity and confuse the heck out of my attendees and, and participants and <laughs> like I won't do it again. <laughs> you know, it's like oops, you know, so uh nobody's perfect. Um and sometimes there's a there's a temptation to want to make things better, but events are also very difficult and logistically very difficult, and and so sometimes better is more is heavier, more logistically difficult and harder to to get people's head around. And there's also you know while you're being innovative, you know it's almost like um, you don't want to be too far ahead of the curve. Like if you're asking someone to do something that they're not used to, you know, you'll, you'll get a little bit of resistance. So it's, 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 it's a fine line sometimes.
1: Makes so much sense. I, I came from the intranet world prior to slap five and, you know, really there we were, trying to curate a digital version of this you know trying to engage employees digitally and and trying to make a space to where they would want to come but it's so much of what we've said in terms of the that adage of if you build it, they will come not being effective. Um, We saw play out in real time. And, you know, there was always this big audit process that would have to happen over time. Um, So I'm curious if you guys, um, you know, I guess have sort of repeat customers where they do multiple events with you. And do you guys kind of go through after the event and have a debrief on what worked well and what didn't? and, And were there any really big, uh, eye opening learnings that you've you've taken away from those types of sessions
2: well um yes 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 and yes i mean that that is we we hyper analyze uh everything from um after every event we 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 look at the time uh, one of one of the key metrics i think from most events that we do um I think the two primary things is we're, we're we're look we want to have an event that people go to the start and go to the end you know so we look at metrics that you know how long did they stay engaged in the whole thing you know did they come for a bit and and take off for a bit we're looking at that and the other thing that we I would say we I mean we look at so many things but the other key thing that I think applies very universally is we are looking for the average chat length because you know we're looking we're looking for that meaningful engagement as I as I mentioned before, and 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 certainly, um, there's just always a ton of stuff on the on the logistical end too, you know, and that that affects the attendee and the participant experience. That you try to um, make it easy on your attendees, you make it easier on yourself, make, you know. And, and, and listen, events are really difficult. Like um, we have a our one of our vice presidents is a you know very accomplished um event planner and she's like you know done huge shows in Las Vegas, absolutely ginormous um events. And and she reminded me when I was very early on in CS for Rev and, and running on all kinds of frustrations was was, was just hey, listen, like event planner I and I'm not an event planner by by any trade. I have no claim to that in my experience. So it was just sort of uh she's like, listen like Event planners like right after air traffic controller, like it's right, you know, it's a, uh, it's right up there in the world's <laughs> crazy, you know, you know, you're you're hurting cats and, uh you know, the, the executives that we're talking to are, in all our clients are some happen to be some of the busiest people on the planet, they have busy schedules, uh, you know, their 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 time is very high in demand and it is really hard to align everybody and 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 um, so you know we're, and they're donating their time a lot of and a lot of. Uh, cases you're you're talking to people who are donating their their very precious time. So I mean, it's just there's just so much on the logistical end, trying to get things to run lighter and better and 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 have a better experience for everybody, so that you can do better and do more in the future.
0: Great, and it's good to see—not good to see—but it's nice to see that everything isn't run perfect. That there are challenges that you that you run into, <laughs> you, and well, that kind of leads yeah. me a little bit to what you talked you kind of alluded to it in there that you're not an event planner by background and i would love to kind of hear your your path your story of not only being kind of the product manager on the matchbox side but how cs4 rev came into light and how you're kind of in a sense kind of an entrepreneur on that front um and yeah. how you got into that space to kind of close the loop there
2: yeah that's an interesting story um you know, I guess entrepreneur is the is the right term because it's you know it's not my money, but but it's it's match True, true. But, true, but true. like you know, I just have to clarify <laughs> that one. But but I would say yeah, there's a super long story to that one. I'll be as brief as I can. I I, I was a creative person, right? Um, uh, I was a music producer. I have major label credits. I spent about twenty years in, as doing that. Uh, I was a college level instructor of music production uh, in Canada. I taught. Uh, half of drake's engineering team how to engineer like um, and then i did i had a stint in, in kids video game production i was in a senior audio guy so i'm a scrum agile trained person um so i guess the the summit up i've created a lot of things in really cutthroat industries and 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 so believe it or not, it's actually easier to get a meeting with a CCO of a tech company than it is to get a meeting with Drake, Pharrell, or Lady Gaga. Let me just tell you that one. And yeah, the one thing I would say is that uh, I was l- just lucky enough. Um, I, 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 had a, I, had a, I have a friend, a former colleague in, in, the, in the music technology uh, sector that pivoted into B2B SaaS and within, you know, it's Mike Bagley from intellects Mike, wherever you are. thank you. Uh, he definitely inspired me to in seven years became a CCO and and just rapidly scaled the company he was working for, you know, and, and, um, you know, with somebody with the same background, I was just really impressed that, you know, he could do that and, and and be himself and not have to like, um, uh, morph into something that i didn't recognize you know i'm like oh well okay well this sounds like a really interesting thing to get into and he certainly encouraged me to point me in that direction so i i and like everybody else you know found myself immersed into the customer success community which is just was is so synergistic and naturally collaborative and naturally um uh just so willing to share what it it's collective wisdom with each other right you know that's that's like. Believe me, that doesn't happen on the, on the product side of, of SaaS. You won't find the same thing. like not, not to that extent, anyway. So it is a unique, I don't know if it's the, the universal topology of, 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 uh, of this, you know, the psychological topology of customer success people, but it is a unique feature, and I, I certainly loved that, and it has been very easy to meet people, talk to people, learn things. Um, there's so many communities and micro-communities uh, within it, as you know, so I, I definitely made good use of that and, and enjoyed meeting everybody within that. And then I, I just assimilated all this thought leadership and I was lucky enough to cross paths with the CEO of Matchbox, Ariana Rayhawk, And then after that, the president, Graham Harvey, and they had so many interesting things that they wanted to do. And they just said, hey, you know what? You just might be the, the right guy to, to give this a, a shot for us. And 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 you know god bless them they've given me the um the resources and runway to to make it happen so uh that that's that's the best shortest version of the story i could give you
0: that's perfect and it's it's i mean giving the best aspect of using and powering um communities to not only learn but help your brand and help help your career so i think that that's another great kind of aspects that's full circle for not only yourself, but with these virtual events or whoever's speaking at them and participating in them. I mean, it's elevating their own brand.
2: Yes, it's certainly, yeah, no, it's nice to give people a platform. Um, It's also been nice to, to, um, yeah, I go through and I ask people who knows what, you know, it's like, uh, as I keep trying to uh, drill down even further on things like customer value. Like, you know, if it is, if not all, uh, let's just say, let's say this. Like, say if if um, if a lot of companies are still figuring out outcome, and and, and the other companies have, uh, have implemented an operationalized customer led value strategy. Like, which ones are the are they? And 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 and, it, and it's so cool because. Um, people have been pointing me in this person's direction and that person's direction and, and say, you know, talk to, and, and, and it, it's, uh, given me the map to, 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 to find, uh, the people who who have actually had their hands dirty with this stuff and, 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 and tried things and had things work and not work and, 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 and have a legitimate claim to, 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 to know, right? So. And, and then, to be able to give them a platform uh, where where they can share their knowledge with the community is definitely very satisfying.
0: yes, yeah, sharing sharing your knowledge that's the big big key takeaway that our listeners like to be able to empower their customers um, to do. So love for you to share kind of what you would like to tell our customer x listeners so anyone in customer experience customer um marketing customer advocacy customer reference all of the above anyone in those customer facing roles thinking about trying to differentiate their own events um in a crowded space of the world of virtual events what what would what would you tell them
2: well you know what i i think it's it's add be a an acute value right um the, there's really big players that have the bulldozer of value, right? Uh, that, that are like that have four or five days, and and they're funded by ginormous companies, and you know it, it's hard to go toe to toe with that. If I were to if I were to if I were to relay my experience in music to this, it, the the example is it's very difficult to go toe to toe with, with um, Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift, right? But there are artists that you know, have a slow burn that, that, that make music that people really like. And they, you know, uh, like, like the national or bands like that, right. That, that, that have a value to a very specific audience and it builds organically and they're patient enough, uh, to do it that way. Right. And, um, I think, I think it's, so I, I personally think it's that like in this very crowded landscape, um, what can you do to provide a specific, acute value, in a way that's consumable, um, and, and generate loyal fans because of that?
0: That's a that's a perfect segue to um, CS for Rev um, coming up. Would love to kind of have you share with our listeners kind of what's what's coming. Um, with, with that event, when to expect it, and where they can find you, um, online. Y-
2: yes, yeah, CS That's doc- where they can find you. Yes, we're online at <laughs> csforev You know, we have a two hour event October fifth, and you know, this month we're, we're we're plowing into things that you know that branch off of net re- revenue retention and, and customer led value. So, uh, the, our first session, we have a customer led value discovery. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, a lot of, like I said, a lot of companies are still trying to figure out outcome, being able to understand that not all, not all outcomes are valuable to, to every, every company equally and not everyone within a company equally. And, you know, we have an incredible panel of people, uh, that we've brought on, um, to, to talk about that. And then, uh, we, our next panel, we have a, a, uh, a sales skills in CS, and one of the narratives you're hearing all the time um, is who should own renewal and how should that work and and how should it be structured. But very little uh, conversation is 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 spent on what do you want CSMs to be able to do. Um, and I thought I want to do something about that, so I have bought you know brought together a, a team of of sales experts and, and, and CS leaders who have actually had successful revenue generating teams to to talk about that. And, um, and the last thing is, is I've, you know, brought together in our third session, a uh, super duper panel uh, of onboarding, but, you know, hosted by Donna Weber, the queen of onboarding, who's, you know, wrote onboarding matters. And I, you know, there's a, absolutely all-star team a book of, right here yeah of uh <laughs> of <laughs> cs leaders including yourself dana to, to to help facilitate and 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 lead those discussions uh in, in a round table format and um so very excited i i, I uh, about the you know it's a two hour it's meant for you to come uh at 11 a.m eastern and just get so wrapped up in it that you you won't believe it's over when it's over
0: Awesome. Looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll be share, sure to share the link, um, to that, uh, with this episode and, and where can people find you Morgan?
2: Uh, we're on, yeah, cs4rev.com. Um, you, our whole agenda is, and, uh, all the speakers and everything we're offering is, is on the site and you can register right there. Um, and it's free. You can just add it to your calendar. Uh, we, we designed it to be a very low friction process for you.
1: We're ending this session and we look forward to hosting the next guest on our couch. Feel free to submit a topic or apply to speak on the podcast on the Customer X Therapy podcast, LinkedIn, or on our website.